Um, yeah, we'll just talk about like. Um, I reckon we could give away a ticket to the races. Yeah, so yeah, I was thinking, giving away tickets to the races, races like. Obviously, yeah. yeah. It's a big thing to give away. Yeah. Like, like, so, what's the main thing on the squad? Like, I'm actually just like, actually. Something really, really good to have that. Four. My mum's got the same friend. Hey! Quiet, Mitch. A fresh, um, a four pack of mud books. Actually, I've got two left over in the fridge in the garage from well, the weekend where you got robbed, pretty much. Did I watch? So we could uh, give away those two. Give away those two half mud balls. Two muds. Yeah, muds. Ball to come. Yeah, stand by on a ball. Is that like the best thirty-one, or if you bang on thirty-one? I would just say if you get all the if you get the thirty-one, half thirty-one. Then you get the prize. Probably won't tell them what the prize is. We can make that prize. Like like how the TAV run there, if you pick all the winners in the Soccer World Cup, you get a million dollars. Make it like a ridiculous prize that no one's going to get it, because probably no one's going to get it. We don't have a million dollars to get it. No, obviously not that. Has that sponsorship money not come through? A million dollars? No, not yet. We lost all the races. Yeah. You should probably either keep it in the glass or in your mouth. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised actually. Yeah, but also um, Melody Bell came forth. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrible day for us. Yeah. Is that going to stop recording? No, it should be very cautious last time. I'm trying to play that. Yeah, yeah, hang on, I'll just wait for the call to stop. Missed it, sorry. She knows I'm here as well. Yeah, no, we're still good. We're still, we're still in. Yeah, what, what can we give away to the punter? What are the, the punters want? Meet and greet with EMX. That's not one thing. That's arguably, a, arguably a bigger prize. That's not only what the punters want, it's what the punters need. If you, if you can name, name all 31. We'll take, take you to the MX's next race, race as, as an owner. Mm. You do the owner's experience. The owner's experience with the MX. With the MX. Yep. If, if you don't, you don't get, get a bang on, on but you're the closest, closest you're going to get a meet and greet with the MX. Yep. yep. Maybe, Maybe a week or show something to take home after. Yep. yep. <laughs> a souvenir. An EMX related souvenir. Remember before I told you to be quiet? Anyway, <laughs> thanks, man. Alright, so that sounds like a plan. Should we end it? Yeah. Are we not? Are we? Are we? I mean, I don't know. I can't, it's, it's been that long since we've done this. I don't actually remember how it actually works. How this whole recording studio. Um, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm out of my depth here because A, we're a month on from the last, well, from the last time we did this, and B, the third half isn't here. He's, he's useless. Yeah, he is the, 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 quite possibly the worst communicator on Facebook Messenger that I've ever come across. I've, I've come across some pretty poor messengers. Do you have his, you have his number? 
Negative. Uh, I was going to say we can call him on the line. And uh, see if we can actually find out whereabouts he is. Let's just let's just let's just start again. Hello. Yeah. So are we able to actually get any comms out of Mitch like at all? I'll, um, I'll try Facebook call He's usually more uh, active on Instagram, so use that as your plan B. Yeah, try call it, try insta, insta calling him. Usually the tags in the group chat work. Not this time. Mm. Yeah, I think even... One hour ago. So he probably has seen the... I think even former ex-producer Tane has seen the group chat more recently than Mitch has. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting nothing here on the uh, getting nothing here on the messenger. Alright, alright. Well hopefully we can come back and have some update for the punters who are probably quite worried about the whereabouts of Mitch Redman. Um, if anyone listening out there can give us any sort of heads up, um, then we'd love to hear it, we'd love to know because yeah, anything could happen. Yeah. Tough old gig that broadcasting school that Mitch has been um, tied up with. Well, anyway, fellas, in the meantime, what a month of sport it's been. We've seen the rugby championship come and go. We've seen the All Blacks lose their number one world ranking in tests. You worked that out. Yeah. Unreal. I can't I can't get my head around it. Like that was the last I mean, I woke up on Sunday morning reasonably dusty. Um, and just looking through the headlines, looking at a bit of reaction on the um, All Blacks, and that was like the second one that I saw. And last week when we lost it for maybe like 12 hours, I was like, oh God, that's kind of a big deal. Kind of a, got, got a bit concerned about it because we lost as well. Mm. But then after we gave the Wallabies a shellacking and still lost it, I was like, sweet, whatever. Well, most people have come out saying like, it's obviously a joke. Yeah. Warren Gatlin said like, yeah. I don't care about it. It's yeah. It means nothing to them. Yeah. The prize is later on this year. <coughs> um, yeah, like you said, we absolutely spanked Aussie. Yes. Yeah. And was number one title. Yeah. So a team you haven't lost to since 1953, I mean. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. If they had beaten us, no dramas. The other thing that doesn't make sense is that they got beat by England last week. So, yeah. so they got beat last week, and we got beat last week then we win and we still lose it so don't know because Wales went on that 14 game winning streak or something but who'd they beat in that run like, was it well they got a grand slam no there was a stat that actually all all teams that they've beaten like in their last 15 or 16 games have been tier 1 nations with like top 5 nations so even one they've beaten have been like Okay, so it's not been just... It hasn't been like they've played Italy six times and pumped yeah, yeah. it every time. France twice, and then England, then one, and then like all of a sudden. They've actually played some pretty uh, decent comp. What I, what I find is quite funny is that everyone, like over the last three or four years, everyone's all like, oh, there's only one Northern Hemisphere team that the All Blacks need to worry about. And three years ago, it was Ireland. And then, because they went well in the Six Nations, and then the following year, England went well, so everyone's got to watch out for England, they're going to win it, and now it's Wales. I mean, whose turn is it next? Just a merry-go-round, really, isn't no, it? That is, yeah. Was it last last year? England didn't even make semis. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Last last World Cup. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah make, Fifth and Six Nations. Ball. Yeah. So, weren't they the team to look out for then? Mm. They were hosting too. <laughs> God, that sucks. It was all it was all Southern Hemisphere semi final way. Both of them. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Just being followed by Cooper Sargent. Third half. Thanks, Cooper Sargent. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support, Cooper. Um, but yeah, I mean, the All Blacks. They did what they do best at Eden Park. You were there when you Tim? Yeah, so I actually had a uh, reasonably big weekend on the source. When I say weekend, it was sort of um, it was actually a bender. Went up on um, Thursday morning and had um, a dinner, a, a lunch at Eden Park. Uh, it was hosted by Auckland University Rugby Club. And look, to put it quite bluntly, it was wicked. It was awesome. It was free piss all afternoon. We went there at twelve, um, sort of sat down. Um, it had a really good feed, um, but we had um, a few speakers. It was like it opened up with Darren Shand and Nick Gill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Gill's the trainer, um, and Darren Shand, the manager of the All Blacks, and they had a pretty pretty good speech. Um, did a bit of Q and A, things like that, um, and then uh, who else was there? Graham Henry. Uh, he good, good Auckland Uni man. Yeah, loves um, varsity rugby. Loves under eighty fives. Loves the squids, um, but he um, yeah loves his red wine. So he got got himself through a fair few red wines. Uh, there was that. Um, he had quite a bit to say. David Campisi spoke, and I've actually heard from quite a few people that he's, he was a pretty good speaker. But he wasn't actually that good. Um, he was a wee bit dry. Um, a few of the boys lost interest in his in his speech until sort of right near the end when he was started telling stories about when he was uh, playing for Australia. And I just came back from the from the pisser at the stage um, and walked into him talking about fourteen uh, year olds. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to say what happened in the first half of the story because I don't know, but take from that what you will. If you had to pick an hour-long seminar between him, him and uh, Craig Cumming. I've actually sat through both of those, um, <laughs> and there was no nudity at um, at the David Campisi um, marathon, so I'd have to go with the Craig Cumming, uh, Craig Cumming speech. That's fair. Um, but one thing that I actually thought was um, pretty cool was um, hearing from like Nick Gill and that about what actually goes on inside the camp. And like Shan, Darren Shan was saying, he just absolutely loves his job. He's been the manager of the All Blacks for something like 12 or 14 years or something stupid like that, and he just loves it. He's just got it all nailed, everything's all sorted out, and like he's got, he reckons he's got the easiest job in the world. Is that something you look up to? Tim, as a manager yourself, and looking up to maybe being the manager of the Prudent Dubwines for 12 or 14 years? Yeah, look, I, I don't want to get demoted. Um, I don't want to get dropped to the All Blacks job. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you talk about, in, gener- in most careers, you talk about reaching that pinnacle and, you know, reaching the peak, you know, doing what you need to do um, to say, to look back on your life and say that it's been successful. And I think maybe one day Darren Shand might be able to take the helm with the preventative ones. I don't know. Um, but, I mean. You reckon he's there? Well, you look, yes and no. There's probably elements of his job that he, he is there. But, like he said, it's the easiest job in the world because he's got people that can do everything for him. So, you know, when you come out of a, you know, that sort of environment into the real pressure cooker, into the heat, you know, that, that, that sort of amateur sportsman level, um, that's when you really earn your stripes. You know, that's when you, that's when you figure out um, which side of the toast that you, um, that, that, which side of the bread you, it's buttered on. Is, is that how it is? We'll go with it. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Watch the space. Um, All Blacks trainer, probably couldn't do that either because none of the All Blacks are going to respect anything that I've got to say. So, um, 
yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, you need to think more highly of yourself. I think, Tim. I think you'd walk in there and say, oh, I'm the trainer and you demand a lot of respect early. One, get of, one of the boys actually told me um, when I was up in Auckland because we had a fair bit of piss, he looked at me and he goes, he goes, he, he goes, honestly, it takes a long time to get a piss locker like that. <laughs> I just looked at him and I actually took that as a uh, bit of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty skinny guy and he, uh, he looked at me with sort of a lot of respect. <laughs> and he gave it a wee bit of nod or we approving nod. He goes, it takes a lot to get a piss locker like that. <laughs> I actually refer to it as a piss dumpster. Did you uh, confirm it does take a lot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So actually, yeah, so as I was saying, all afternoon, all night on the source on Thursday, mm. um, backed up with a few on Friday. Mm. Um, I had a few ciders. Uh, as you might know, I don't handle backing up on the piss oh, very yeah. well at I all. Know. I'm a soft cock on the piss. Um, but one of the other boys actually got through four bottles of wine on the, on the Friday. And then backed it up again um, with a big old session on Saturday starting at about 11 o'clock in the morning. So um, fair to say that by the time that we got to uh, the Garden of Eden, I was uh, had my fair share um, of David Hasselfroths and just by that stage that, you know, there was, there was plenty, of, plenty of dribble coming out of my mouth, both verbal and non-verbal. Um, but yeah, just on that message, uh, shout out to um, Ben Finn. I don't know if he listens, he's a, a Southland boy. Um, went three from three. We, um, we got an apartment down in Queen Street and he didn't stay there once. Um, three from three on the back of, uh, yeah, like I say, a, a four bottle wine night on Friday. Managed to um, managed, managed to tune up a pretty uh, pretty tighter looking operation. So well, well done. done. Well done, Ben Finn, a great New Zealander. Um, great New Zealander. Great, great fit. Um, and yeah, something that we could all probably aspire to. But yeah, no, the game was awesome. The game was awesome. I'll never sit behind, behind the stands at an All Blacks game again. Um, you know, right there, sort of between the halfway and the 10 metre line, we were two or three rows behind the non-playing reserves, Jeez. the All Blacks. Um, so that was quite cool. Good to be right, right in the mixer. Spent a fair bit of time in the mixer, so that was quite good. Um, but yeah, hell of a game, hell of an environment. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. Nice. <laughs> what did you boys get up to on the weekend? Oh. What do you do, Jordan? I'm here at your riveting weekend. <laughs> To be honest, I can't really recall, and it's not because I've been on the piss. It's just I'm an old man. Um, <clears throat> Bed Bath and Beyond. I didn't, I didn't make it to Dallas's 21st. I'll put it that way. Oh, I didn't see you there. Nah, but I could have been there in that regard still. <laughs> was it a good night? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a good night. It was a great night. Um, it's the best thing about playing footy with these young guys again. <laughs> Billy's 21st. Happy birthday, Dallas. <laughs> happy birthday, Dallas, last Sunday. I, um, Congratulations on making it this far. I see he didn't. Uh, he woke up Saturday morning, he played rugby on Saturday. 21st out of 9, I think he said he went to bed. It was like it was 6 pm Sunday night or 6 am Monday morning, I'm not sure it was one of the others. I'm going to go pm Sunday. pm Monday. <sighs> Wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, she's a hell of a do. Um, Did he do a yard glass? Yep. It was, oh, I mean, I can't say a lot because it was faster than mine, but for Dallas, I thought, you know, it would have been a lot quicker. I was picturing sort of 30 seconds. So no, it was a minute 48, <sighs> I think. Um, and saying that, he probably struggled. You know, you don't really practice, you sort of come into these things and just, he would probably want another go at it, like we were talking about yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. Um, 
he'd probably want another crack at it. <laughs> I don't think that podcast made it. Yeah, that one. No, but I'm just saying we were talking. <laughs> oh about yeah, it. we had the conversation. Did we? Did we talk about ourselves? Did we talk? Uh, did we? Uh, I think we did. Yeah, we yeah. had the conversation. Yeah, because um, I, I went a minute nineteen for mine and didn't speak until yeah, the exactly. end. So probably why I didn't post it actually. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, that's another uh, recording down the Google of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was a good night. Um, Charlotte picked uh, Bailey and I up at one. It's quite early by your standards. Oh, I, I, like it wasn't like a hey, can you pick us up at one? Don't worry about that. It was, was it like, like a, a, I'm picking you up at one. Uh, um, be ready. I was still getting Snapchats at six in the morning. I think it was. Yeah, well, just because I got picked up doesn't mean I went to bed. Yeah. Um, although that. Also, it didn't help the situation come Sunday morning when up till 6 a.m. But did you have chores on? Oh, not necessarily. Got them all done. Had to go to the mall. Oh, that, that sucks. sucks. That sucks. I tell you what sucks is a flight after a four-day bender. Uh, Three-day bender. Sorry. On the Sunday, I was sitting there with my head resting against the seat in front of me like this, um, trying not to throw up. Being there, if you're in the middle of the road, that was me. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, when I checked. Two randoms. Yeah, when I checked in and got the uh, seat twenty E, my head sort of fell back on the bed and thought, "Oh God, this is going to be a shocker." Do you know what else is a shocker? An Ola from Auckland City to Auckland Airport, ninety-seven dollars. What? Ninety-seven dollars. I Ubered from Auckland Centre to the airport for like fifty. Why is it so much? Probably a surge or something, I suppose. I don't know. Everyone wants to get out of Auckland after an all-works test. What time did you go? Uh, it was like 11 o'clock or something. I hardly peak out, is it? Yeah, it wasn't traffic or anything, but... Maybe they saw me coming. Right, listen, learn. Don't go Ola. Mm. Well, Ola's supposed to be cheaper. That's what they say. Same drivers, better rates, all that sort of malarkey. It's all advertising. This mm-hmm. isn't advertising from the, via the podcast for Ola. We're not going to give you any discount codes. Because I just tried to use them all and still no good. 97 bucks. Fuck, I couldn't wow. believe it. Which is why Uber Driver Kashan, I suppose, sticks with Uber. I mean, absolutely. Uber Driver Kashan, though, coming on the end of your trip. How good? Oh, that's, all, that's good chat. <laughs> um, There's been a lot of chat about it at work, actually. Is he driving you guys down? Well, I'm sort of hoping, hoping he can drive us down there. And, um, a bit worried about the fear, though. It's a long way to go for an Uber. Yeah, it is. Maybe just sort of like, turn the clock off and just, you know, log mm. out and just keep driving for us. Yeah. You know? I'm sure the boys will look after him one way or another if he does that. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Um, I love how you had to give him a pep talk. Yeah, before well, he leaves, he's been known to sort of, I guess, get out the gates a bit fast. So I mean, on the was it the last game of finals weekend at footy. Finals weekend. About nine thirty, I looked around and he was missing. I sort of figured, no, oh, might have gone for a yeah, slash right. or something. The Irish goodbye. Yeah, it sure was. Half an hour later, I realised he still wasn't there. Yeah. Turns out he was asleep on the oval. Yeah. So man's got to sleep. He's got to sleep. The hallowed turf. Yeah. I mean, I can respect that. I wish I had to <laughs> sleep on the oval myself. But um, as a guy who's got to Tikapo twice and not been well, took me three goes to get past Tikapo. I'm a bit worried for Uber driver Kashan. Yeah. So yeah, we've had a pep talk, and he understands. And I, like, there's three guys on this trip that haven't played a minute of footy for the Premier Dip teams this year. Who's the other two? Rory. Oh, Rory. And Caleb Harrington. <laughs> oh, he coming as well? Yeah. Best chance. Just picking him up from Hines yeah. on the way through. At least someone's a champion then. Mm. And I feel like they're going to get picked on. Absolutely. 
So I feel like we're going to have to protect Kishan a wee bit here. Cause take, take him under your wing, hide him in that back corner of the van. Yeah, we might sit next to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> in between Dallas and like Jaden or something. And let, we'll let the magic happen. <laughs> Was Pops going? Yep, Pops is going. Put him between Dallas and Pops. He's like, he couldn't remember Pops' name. He's like, uh, um, Mouldy fellow who's always smiling. So <laughs> <laughs> Must be. Must be. It's like, a, it's like the angel and devil on your shoulders in between Pups and Dallas. Yeah. Because Dallas is like, drink it. And then Pups would be like, oh, all good, bro, if you don't want to drink it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> in the Indian. Like, I don't know what to do. Not that it's relevant. Not that the race is relevant at all. No, no, no. Sorry. Just to sorry. sort of point it out. Ganesh. Ganesh. Enjoy yourself, mate. And um, also, thanks for showing some early interest in coming to um, the third half racing spectacular, mm. uh, Ganesh, as well. And we've had, I've had, actually had a couple, of, a handful of messages from people looking to buy tickets uh, early doors. So, ticket sales are going well. Um, the first people, uh, first payment to come through, are going to receive a special prize um, to be delivered at the third half spectacular. Um, between races, we're going to have a presentation, special presentation to those people. So. Uh, we're going to keep that under under our hats until the main event. First ticket, first person paid in full for your ticket will be hand delivered by the third half. Yep. Where well, we where we want you have to come pick it up from the third half, but we yeah. will be there to personally well, there hand you. Hang on, can we promise that? Because Mitch might not. Yeah. Well. Well. So when you know when you go to university and like fifty percent to pass. That yeah. Means, that means we need two out of about three. Two out of the third half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Um, but yeah, no, take it, take it. there's been a lot of interest, obviously, the Facebook, so um, keep coming through. There is a maximum limit on the room that we can have, so um, make sure you uh, get your tickets early, um, paid in full, because we don't want any of you day one is missing out. Mm-hmm. And you know who I'm talking about, you know who you are. Um, but yeah, it's obviously on the calendar, it's still a long way away, but you know, with uh, coming to summer, spring, getting into the touch season and whatnot, um, exam season for some of you that time will just fly by and before you know it tickets will be sold out you'll be sitting there watching the third half racing spectacular on the TV exactly and you know if you're a student and you're thinking $150 I'm no good with money I'm just going to spend it all on piss every week you know you, you can part payment that yep you can part payment that you're just going to let us know obviously name is a reference and uh, just pay it off because it's a wee way away absolutely there's no reason for anyone to miss it really absolutely not there's no excuse and you're going to be sitting out there watching Instagram stories Snapchat stories messenger stories all sorts and you're going to think god damn I wish I was there bring your mum bring everyone bring your sister maybe don't bring your kids because they might not be quite old enough well if your kids are 18 bring them yeah if your daughter's 18 bring her absolutely (laughs) absolutely um, but yeah, some serious punters lining up. Um, we're looking at making, as days go by, we're looking at uh, ways of making this event bigger and better. Um, so we're coming up endless, endless supply of ideas and, um, and plans for this event. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely don't miss out. And um, fellas, not the only, um, not the only event that the third half have got going on this summer. No, definitely not. Um, One that's in just a few weeks. Married singles. Yep. I um, actually went and got the trophy engraved from last year's battle. It's 10-0 to the married team, so you've jumped ship this year, Tim. Yeah, jumped on board. Um, winning, winning team. Yeah. On the bandwagon, yeah. eh? On <laughs> um, <laughs> the bandwagon, yeah. I was actually going to uh, get 2019 married engraved on it, 
those are real quiet have the nuts to do it the, um, the singles don't actually have a side yet do they no I think Tom, Tom Ballantyne's sort of running that so yeah so it might be a they'll have, they'll have a dusty team together I know uh, Mudball's hands up he's on to play he'll be juiced by the time he gets there yep. he will be smash his king so he's told me We'll stitch Muddy up with a few uh, mud balls before the game. Yeah, absolutely. Let him run around with a belly full of milk and oh, hang down for a scrum and just yeah. let it rip Is Rob the ref going to be refing? Yeah, yeah, so I need to talk to Rob. We could possibly put a mud ball in his pocket. Yeah. That's for a, and then like, just blow the game up. <laughs> nah. Yeah, if he chooses something, someone does something stupid. Yeah. Hang on, mate. Mud ball. Yeah. Mud ball. Cool, cool. Send him to the mud ball bin. <laughs> the mud ball bin. Yeah. If you want to um, actually come to the bin at the third half game, feel welcome. Yeah, just send out a message. Mm-hmm. Good idea, actually, because the Golden Oldies game we went to against the uh, airport, Yeah, the they had a sin bin where you had to go and buff a bear before you got back on the field. I believe old Kent was in there for some sort of indiscretion. Um, he scored two tries, so he got yellow carded. Probably deserved That's it. That's right, he ran around narco for one of them, didn't probably, he? Probably yeah. deserved it. Narco playing a bit of um, Blue Bullets rugby the other weekend. Yeah, he was um, on the other side there, that was short. Picked himself up dick of the day for having pink hunties on. But to his credit, yeah. in the uh, skull off, won the race against yeah. some pretty seasoned competitors. Some dusty drinkers though, uh, yeah, you yeah, look yeah, at them yeah. drink. Um, Seasons, that didn't say good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so... Married singles happening 31st of August on the Saturday. Um, Grimmy wants to pull the post down. I've told him no. There's still <laughs> Not yet, one more cup game to go this year. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, arguably going to be the biggest game of the season. Let's have it. 31st of August again. Just, just as, 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 as I said it. Just then. I'll be honest, I zoned out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, you said Grimmy, and I was thinking I didn't get that long white for that um, caption this photo competition. Did you beat me? Yeah. Slight and an end date on it. Slight technicality. Um, I unliked your comment and got Johnny to do the same, so I beat you by three. <laughs> That's a good play. <laughs> That's a huge play. I was desperate. Um, speaking of those blue bullets, I'll just take an opportunity right now to um, mention and thank one of our ongoing sponsors, Shan's Outdoor Power Centre. Shan's Outdoor Power is a Husqvarna crown dealership and, provide, and prides itself on sales and service of this great brand. Shans have a full range of Husqvarna products and accessories and back it up with a workshop full of factory trained technicians. They also offer advice on all aspects of outdoor power equipment and their specialty is lifestyle blocks, helping people get the right tools for the right job to make efficient and enjoyable. We don't like, they don't like saying no and they try to work out suitable solutions for problems to help their customers out. They are the home of the $10 Sharpen and offer same day service if needed. In a nutshell, Shans Outdoor Power like to help and pride, pride themselves on fast friendly service you will find them at 706 Main South Road in Templeton, or alternatively call them 03 349 8955 for all of your outdoor power needs. I, for one, could probably do with a new lawnmower. Yeah, I need a new lawnmower, actually. Yeah, this is, uh, sounds like a tractor when you turn ours on. So, yeah. Your lawn's actually looking pretty dusty. Yeah. Well, no one's been there for about two months, so... Yeah. Especially on landscape is they're going to re-level the whole thing and replant. You're going to pay someone to do that? Yeah. Coward. Well, I just... You know what would have been a better option? What? Paying to get all the tools for that job, going to Shan's Outdoor Power Centre, getting all the tools that you need, and having the satisfaction of doing it yourself. Yourselves? Yourselves. Yeah, but then it never would have happened. 
Yeah, but at least that way you support a loho, you didn't get to do it. Oh, our landscaper. Oh, yeah. Um, it's also like the deck. Yeah. Talking to Tom Brob the other day, our way, our builder about. TJ, uh, our contractor. TJ, our contractor. Um, Just get that door. About the uh, deck, and he said that he did Brody Askew's deck and said they lay about 10 points. And think this is quite good, we can sit on it. Oh, we'll have a beer. Yeah. And he said, before he knew it, the next day, and they're going, shit, we're going to do anything. So next day, they'll go back and lay about 10 more boards and go, oh, look, we can stand on this. And I'll stand and go, oh, we'll have a beer, eh? And they'll have a beer, and then he said it took about three weeks to do his deck. So, <laughs> yeah, well, look, I don't know. Um, I don't know too much about that uh, product productivity and, and drinking and whatnot because I don't do a huge amount of drinking myself. Um, but I sure know that if uh, Shan's Outdoor Power Centre are working on same day service, they're certainly not drinking on the job. Well, how many of them are working there though? That's a good point. Because if I've got like one lawnmower to fix up, and there's ten of them, they're going to get that fixed up real fast and be drinking. So it's like a win-win. Everyone wins. I'll leave that one. Yep. I'll let that one go to voicemail. I'm not going to win if I answer that phone call. I know exactly what that's about, and I don't want to talk to her about it. Um, how's the Blues news going? <laughs> Slightly on topic. I'm still uh, still getting still getting articles through. Thanks for your efforts on uh, getting those early articles through. I've uh, processed a lot of them, but God, we've got a lot of teams. We've got a lot of teams are pretty well. How many pages do you have left after Derek Todd's Colts review? It was quite funny because um, last year the um, Div 1 one, Div 1 review was like three pages long. This year it's like two thirds of a page. Last year's Colts one was like half a page, I think. This year it's two and a bit pages. And the RDO report would be another. And the, and the RDO three. report, I haven't actually opened that one, I'm too scared. Yeah. Uh, there's a fair bit, of, fair bit of editing and proofreading involved in that, so I haven't quite got that far. Um, I noticed this year I got the uh, presence report through as a PDF rather than as a Word document. So, oh um, thanks for sending that through um, uneditable, Jeremy. Good on you. What you see is what you get. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But now I'll, um, yeah, I'm certainly, certainly um, chugging through that and spending a fair bit of my, uh, my time working on that one. We, um, we've got to go to the rumour mill about this one. Yeah, do we do we break that? Go ahead, Jordan. You want to, you want to break that, mate? Uh, the um, Div Two group have a Snapchat group. It's called um, Veggie's Daily Vlog, essentially. <laughs> um, and Jaden Bedgegood has predicted that Crebidon's own Nani Punavai will be playing for the Highlanders next year. Interesting. Quite. Not sure if he's earmarking him for a midfield or outside back role. I mean, obviously the man can do both, and he's well, been playing his trade for Canterbury this season, hasn't he? I'm yeah, believe. for Canterbury. Crusaders. And the Crusaders, he was there. Mate, but, mate, put the guy in the front row, he's that good. Yeah, do whatever you want, really. But Hollanders, I'm not sure if you'd rush off the end. I mean... Can we stop that door from being open and closed? This is a recording studio. This isn't as that damn zoo. What's going on here? Yeah, a bit of action down at the bridge, Prewilden. Yeah, Armadillo is at the bridge. Thanks for uh, providing your function room for our recording studio tonight. Um, mm. I appreciate your ongoing support. Yeah, and shout out to Caleb the barman. Absolutely. Does a hell of a pour. He's also very keen on... Uh, hey, you guys, just let you know I've got my own mic now. Nice. Um, so, yeah, 31.30 for you guys. 
cool. Thanks. I've just, just, just jumped in there. Just much so when you if you sort of get to processing this. There we go. Um, thanks, Jordan, for holding your arm up for the last 30 minutes. It's quite all right, mate. No, that was a bit sore, but we've got to do something in this group, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, mate, you're the backbone of this community. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but before interrupting you, going back to Caleb Miles there, hell of a man. Yeah. Hell of a, hell of a lad. So um, if you're ever driving through Prebleton and you're... Or Templeton. Oh, yeah. Not too far of a detour well, to come to Prebleton. Exactly. And you've got a bit of a tickle on awesome. your throat. You want to wet the whistle or, you know, line the stomach. Shades out to... Sorry. <laughs> Come down to the bridge and say hi to Caleb. Tell him I sent you. Thanks, mate. Nice one. Nice one. Um, yes, Nani. Horrible. Yes. Yeah, wow. I mean, it could be a, you know, that way to bigger things. I mean, Israel Dag started there and ended up being one of the... Yeah, but I mean, like, look at me. squad. Yeah. Look at me players leaving the Hollanders. If there's time for a young footballer to get yeah. in and get Make, some... Exactly. up a lot I mean, of gaps there. Look at the, the twos this year. We had a... You know, mass exodus to the threes. Sorry, what? Exodus. I believe it means leaving. Could be wrong. Oh, you're talking about exodus? Possibly. Right. <laughs> exodus? It sounds more like something from Yu-Gi-Oh. Exodus sounds like some Dragon Ball Z bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so, an English major. So a lot of people left, and now Nani's going there. I'm like... That's, that's good. So you're saying I mean, Exodus? I'm, I'm saying, Exodus. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm saying Exodus. 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 No, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of room for him there. You know, he can play a bit of 15, he can play that wing. He, I mean, to be fair to him, what did he play like? Did he get on the track twice for the Crusaders this year? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a lot of rugby, is it? And a lot no, of gaps down there, playing rugby, exposure, time on your feet and all that. I thought Will Jordan would have gone out there to be honest. I mean, well, I actually heard, heard the rumour Mill turning for that as well earlier on in the uh, you know just after the rugby season finished. But he's staying true to his roots. But um, would you rather go to a team who's in a real rebuilding stage and is probably not going to be that flash for the next few years, or stay somewhere where you're back to back to back and still looking great for next season and only play a little bit? But is he going to get much game time ahead of Haveli, Bridge and Reese? Does he still get the kit? Yep. I'll stay. I'll stay. Kit merchant. Yep. I'll stay. But it could be quite easy to be a shining light down there. Would Would you? Yeah. Would you Would you not rather being the man, the go-to guy? Because this This is nah, I'm relatively kit. average, so and, I wouldn't want people to think that I'm like the go-to guy. And you're living in Dunedin. Yeah, that's also why I couldn't play for the Hollanders. A <laughs> <laughs> dumpster of the rugby, of uh, promising rugby careers. What if, what if you sign for the Stags and then we're playing for the Hollanders? Well, then you're not. Different then, story. Then you're losing every week, regardless. Yeah. yeah different story. Consistency is key, though. Consistency is key, and when you're talking 23 in a row, <sighs> not wins. Are you watching the Shield Challenge, Anaru? Yeah, I was. Did you start out the Shield Challenge with a little bit of uh, misguided hope? Yeah, there was a wee bit of hope. It was. And I think even if it wasn't the Stags, it would have been hope for any team that was in that position. If it had been Canterbury and they lost 23 games in a row, it would have been like, come on, guys. Auckland had lost 23 games in a row, I'd be like, come on, this is great. Uh, right. No, I don't know. No, sorry, not Auckland. Sorry. Is, it, is it because um, Otago got humped by 50 the week before? Is that where this misguided hope was? Because uh, you've yeah. got no right to think your team's going to win a game 
when you're 22, when you're 0 and 22. You've got no right. And I actually, the, I, I watched watched the game obviously pre um, All Blacks with in a, in a stag stronghold. There was five Southland supporters there, and they were very vocal at the beginning of the game. And that vocalness just sort of dropped off as they started going upstairs for a couple of stiff durries and then um, and lost interest in the game. So about yeah. five minutes in then. Yeah, I think that'd be the same as me. I watched the first half pretty intensely, and then when the second half hit. Sort of found myself in the kitchen cooking something to eat. So I was a bit hungry. Yeah. Um, so sort of standing in the kitchen, doing nothing and just having a drink there, just rather than actually, rather than having to watch the game. No, they still hungry. suck. Yeah. So who's your who's your actual like main team? Canterbury. It's Canterbury. Canterbury. Hungers. And and then and then uh, Stags. Southlands. That, like to be fair, I've got a lot. Of, I've got. A, I, I shouldn't. I don't have a soft spot for them. I, I like that they're battlers. Yeah. I like that they're huge, huge battlers, and they'll just keep going and going and going. But they also nine three us, and that still hurts. Yeah. So and that day, it. <coughs> that day I was I was Canterbury holding the shield. Mm. Canterbury holding the shield. I was actually mid game so, playing. So you're like a bandwagon jumper. Mid game change took you Canterbury. No, no, mid game. No, like mid. I was playing. For the, the stags. No, no, no. Just for prudent. Yeah. And I look at the sideline. And Jeremy's got his arms up, fist pumping, and he's yelling the stags on the shield, which everyone was like, jog on, mate. Having a laugh. After the game, sure enough. 9-3. 9-3. What's Jeremy a stag supporter? Well, he's born down there. Oh. I thought you only sort of picked up that stag sort no, of... No, no. So it's my, my whole family's from down there. Right. Okay, Jeremy's from Tuatapiti. Tuatapiti. And uh, Nightcaps. Tuatapir. Yeah. Not Cinderbush, though. Not Cinderbush. Never from Cinderbush. <coughs> I actually messaged Grant the other day and got no reply. That's because they don't have internet down there. Like it he, was like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I messaged him saying, "Hey." Well, there's there's two problems there. One is that they don't have internet there, mm. and two is they're still in an um, environment where you've got to turn the power off at night. Nah. So you can't have power on at night, otherwise, you know, the reserves get down. You know, can't run the can't run the sharing shed in the morning. True. True. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, Grant. Continue support. Probably uh, one of our um, Grant Kane. Grant Kane. One of our day oneers. Thanks for your ongoing support, and also another day oneer from down that part of the country, uh, Alex Grogan, turning Alex out Grogan. for turning out for Otago Country um, against South and Country. See the um, article in the paper. Had him as a um, the locks. Whoever the other lock was, and Alex Grogan, absolute monsters. Really, he is an absolute monster. <coughs> yeah, six foot five and about one hundred and twenty kegs. He's a he's a big old man. He's a big slave meat, and he throws that weight round. Yeah, what I can't get round is he wears line out jump. He has like lifting tape. No one's jumping them. No one's lifting them. Decoy, surely. Surely, one hundred and twenty kegs. Yeah, he's a big slave of a man. He must be able to jump. Thanks for your ongoing support, uh, Alex. Hope you enjoyed your trip over to uh, to Europe, and um, thanks for continuing to be very vocal in the. Wine Club Worldwide group mm. as well <coughs> um, continues to post. We well, misplaced vocal though. Yes, yeah. that's true. That's true. I see Shan's out doing power do pressure washers. What's a pressure? Is that like a water blaster? Like a water blaster, yeah. It's a fancy name for it. Yeah, well, that's what it's just. just what are they worth? Uh, we can get a variety of, um, of pressure washers, and I tell you what, if you're in the market for a pressure washer, I'd recommend going to. Uh, Shans Outdoor Power to speak to the team there and they'll guide you into the right pressure washer um, for what you need. But I'll just a quick look at the website, the Husqvarna PW125, um, goes for 269 including. 
um, that's got a quick A2 H7 um, nozzle adjustment. Uh, the 200 series, the PW235R449. 449? Yep. Tell German. Yep, yeah, and obviously uh, as you scroll down you're going to get up to the, the PW460, which is an extra large and powerful high pressure washer with robust and purposeful design. Um, you're not going to get a lot of change out of 1200 for that. Um, so if you're serious about your pressure washers and if you're serious about your um, outdoor power equipment, go to Shans. Uh, Shans Outdoor Power, that'd be the place to go. 706 Main South Road, Templeton. Where are we at? We're at 40 minutes. It's about time to uh, wrap this up. Is there anything we haven't actually covered? Uh, By the time we next talk, the uh, All Black squad will be out. So, we were talking before we went on, uh, started recording there. Punters, send us through your uh, your 31 man All Black squad. Yep. And if you can name the 31 man All Black squad on the dot. All 31 of them. All 31. You'll get a free ticket to the races. You get a free ticket to the races and... Will we? Did we do that? I swear we said a meeting great with... EMAX, EMAX, and you go along as one of the owners on the race day. You might redo that The thing about it is, is that we could probably offer up a free ticket to the races because we're putting this at the end of the podcast. No one's still listening. So this is pretty safe. That's a fair point. No one's actually making it this far through this oral tribe. I don't think I've played it back since week eight myself. Well, you're a coward. Yeah, that's... And there's, poor, and there's no place for that attitude in this environment. But once again, no one's going to hear this. There's no place for that attitude in this environment. I'm, I'm not only disappointed, I'm angry as well. But the worst thing is, Jordan, we heard that. Yeah. Tim and I heard that. Well, all three of us. <laughs> oh, no, Mitch isn't here. Oh, I'm done here. I'm done here. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, for, listening. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs>